0: Welcome back guys and if you're a new listener welcome. Today's episode is about Robert Maxwell's goal, an empire. Although he did build a business empire, he also built a family empire. Clearly the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree when it comes to the Maxwell's. It seems everything Robert taught them benefited them somehow in the future. Whether it was to benefit them career-wise, through money laundering, selling software, or other corrupt crimes, it was all learned from their father. Nine children were born in the Maxwell family after two siblings died. Now only seven descendants now remain. Some took after their father and got into software, some learned from their father and got into government, and some learned to traffic children from country to country, just like Robert Maxwell. This is about the Maxwell family empire. Now, I know what you were thinking when we went over Robert Maxwell's episode. How is this guy doing all this by himself? Well, that's because all of this isn't the work of a lone wolf. He had very specific accomplices, and a few of his apprentices were none other than his own children. Now, I'm going to just dive into the Maxwell family empire, but there are other accomplices that have no relation whatsoever, as in um, family-wise, to Robert Maxwell. I would like to go into these other characters later. So for now, let's talk about the family. The Maxwell family was a family of nine, with Ghislaine being the youngest. The family lived off Robert's businesses. All of the children inevitably grew up to help run the family business in some way or another. His son, Philip, took up on writing The Last Thing Anyone Heard. His daughter, Anne, became an actress, which was reported by the Telegraph in 2011, but neither of the two have been heard from in the last decade. Not to mention, Robert and his wife, Elizabeth, endured a a very tragic family loss in their life. Multiple... The oldest of the siblings, Michael, when he was only 15, was terribly injured in a car accident, and he never woke up. And after seven years, they pronounced him dead. Another sibling, Corrine, she died at the age of three due to leukemia. The family has been through a lot together, safe to say, from tragedy to secrets. When it comes to the corrupt work, the brothers had their fair share. Ian and Kevin Maxwell both helped their father run one of his most important businesses, which inevitably led to the brothers facing charges alleging they had dishonestly misused pension fund assets to raise loans to save the debt ridden private Maxwell companies. In 1996, the British court made Kevin pay 122 million euros, while his brother Ian only had to pay a fine of 22 million euros. Basically, the two had to pay their father's debt. After this, the two of the brothers continued to do business together, specifically in and around government. The brothers both formed a think tank called Combating Jihadist Terrorism and Extremism. This is according to the Guardian. They also both have only pursued business outside of the United Kingdom. I wonder why. Now, let's get to the twins. His twin daughters, Christine and Isabel, both would find themselves following their father's footsteps very closely. For instance, Christine's work for Robert began when she worked for the Pergamon Press, which is the same company Robert used to sell promise to Israel as an editor. It's also not the last time Christine would work with something so closely related to the internet. Something about the Maxwells is they constantly thought of the future. And back in the day, the future was the internet. Isabel started her first film in 1973. Meanwhile, Christine was a middle school teacher from 1974 to 1976 at Shepherd's Hill Middle School. This was in Blackbird Lee's um, Oxford. Starting in the 1980s, the twin sisters decamped to Silicon Valley just south of San Francisco. You're going to hear Silicon Valley a lot in this episode and in Ghislaine Maxwell's episode. The reason why is because not only do a lot of celebrities gather in Silicon Valley, but so do scientists. And so does Bill Gates. This was around the same time Microsoft came out. Keep in mind that. Anyways, the twins spent their mo- most of their time um, there for a while, and Isabel made her second film, which was a documentary about lesbian women in 1980. Um, she never actually came out as lesbian, so I don't know um, why, exactly, why exactly she had an interest in doing the documentary, but um, she would continue directing and producing documentaries in Silicon Valley. And then a couple of years after the move, She met the director and producer, Dale Jurassic in 1984. He was the son of a scientist who invented the birth control pill. Yeah. So her and Dale collided and started filming documentaries together. It's kind of interesting um, hearing all these people that uh, the Maxwells know. It blows my mind. It blows my mind. Anyways... The twins moved again in 1990. This time, they moved back to Berkeley. This is where Isabel um, actually divorced Dale, and she remarried to David Hayden. If you don't know who David Hayden is, he's the founder of the dot-com. Yeah, dot-com. <laughs> That's how old this... Th- th- this is how, how far back I have to go to try to explain all of this to you guys. So, David... He was a lot like the twins, he was tech-savvy, and he knew how to code even better than they did. Together, the three of them made an internet search engine called the Magellan in 1993. With the sisters as co-founders of the new search engine, they sold the firm for $18 million to Excite in 1996. This is just a year after they launched the search engine. Their careers didn't end there, though, despite making millions. It seemed it only was the beginning of their careers. Isabel continued pursuing her career in more technology-like companies. A year after selling Excite with her then-husband David, she became president of Comtouch Inc., an Israeli-American email messaging and securing company. You can look up this business now as Siren in all caps. C-Y-R-E-N, siren. By 2001, Isabel left the company, and just two years later, she was invited by Bloomberg Capital to become the CEO of Incognitio, um, I almost said Incognito, aka PeerSight. This is an Israeli web content filtering software company. So she has, and I'm going to mention more, um, But she has a lot of ties with uh, the internet and Israel. It's kind of interesting, say the least. Anyways, in just a year, she turned the company around and discontinued her work there to pursue another job as a director of Israel's venture network. Isabel's career mostly stayed in Israel after this. Her mother stated Isabel, and I quote, was very taken by the Jewish faith and the politics in Israel." End quote. Following the next year after she left Incognitio, the company was then sold to Boston Communications in 2005. Okay. So <laughs> an Israeli web content filtering software company was then sold to Boston Communications in 2005. I'm sorry, I'm failing to see the similarities between Israel and Boston, especially web content filtering and communications. Anyways, just thought I'd point that out, kind of very weird. A few short years later, after divorcing for the second time, she remarried a man that sounds all too familiar when you describe him. In 2007, she married Al Sekel. <laughs> and this guy, he was a total con man, an optical illusionist who only befriended scientists and people in academics despite not having a degree in those fields himself. Hmm. Sounds all too familiar. Hmm. Who do we know that lied his way through his entire career? Oh, I know. Epstein. Kind of sounds like the maxwell girls have a type con men isabel quit her job in 2010 and that same year her husband threw a scientific conference and guess where the scientific conference was it wasn't on a scientist's island it was on jeffrey epstein's island of course something about isabel's husband though that might blow your minds um apparently In 2015, Al Seckle died from a rumored fall from a cliff near his home. Uh, What's also interesting is that the Daily Beast, so take this with a grain of salt, reported that it had not been able to find official proof of his death. End quote. How freaking weird is that? Okay, Um, so we have Robert Maxwell, we have Al Seckle, and then we have Jeffrey Epstein. This family has a lot of suspicious deaths, just saying. Now, as for Christine, most of her work wasn't in Israel. She still pursued in technology, all while still pursuing a career in education. In 1990s, Christine started working at the Leonardo International Society for the Arts, Sciences and Technology as an advisory board member. I was able to find a five minute interview of her talking about the school. She said, and I quote, the network that is Leonardo today is made up of many people that in fact made an extra revolution happen at the time of Leonardo da Vinci, end quote. She continued on saying it's a responsibility and a role in helping us save our planet, end quote. She would mention artists, scientists, businesses, and commercials who all played a role in saving the planet. It's really interesting to me that she continued her work in education. When we start talking about Ghislaine in this part two episode, I want you to think about the connections that could be made here. Now, all while working in education, she founded a data search technology called Chiliad. This data search was used by the FBI's counterterrorism data warehouse in the 2000s. So, her and her brothers all have something in common, after all. Well, turns out the Maxwells have. A lot more than that in common. Something they all seem to be doing lately is staying low. Nobody has heard from them for a very, very long time. In 2011, the Telegraph reported an article titled, Whatever Happened to the Maxwells? We all know their father was a master at covering his tracks. So when I say the apple doesn't fall far from the tree, I mean it. The same article reported saying, and I quote, all the siblings had a close relationship with one another, end quote. So far, it's been crickets from the Maxwell family since Ghislaine was apprehended. Considering Israeli intelligence was with Ghislaine when she was apparently found, I'm not surprised with how deep her family is rooted in that country's politics. It's more than I believe a lot of people realize. And you know what else is very interesting? The peace treaty we now have with Israel, thanks to Donald Trump. Keep that in mind. This next part two episode will be all about the wicked witch herself, Ghislaine Maxwell.